You don't love this world, but you're using everything you have in this world, in this world including pleasures and luxury, just as a chitimtzi, as a means to get to Eilam Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah, with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This week, Parshas Shemois. No brain, no gain. Shalom Uvracha. In this week's parasha, Parshas Shmois, so much to talk about, but I want to discuss a very nice idea brought down by Rav Mishkovsky Zatzal, and it's about the Pasuk with the Mialdois. It says, Vayuki elokim, that the midwives feared HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and as a result, he, gave, he made houses for them. So there's a Gemara in Soito that explains what does it mean that he made houses for them. So says the Gemara, one opinion the Gemara says he made for them houses of Kehuna Ulevia, that the Kohanim and Levim will come from them, which is Aaron and Moshe. Vechadamar Batei Malchus, because of David Melech that he came from Miriam. So Malchus, kingship, Melucha, royalty. That's the Gemara in Soita, Dafyud Aleph, Anmud Beis. Rashi brings down both opinions. Rav Meshkovsky Zatzal asks a beautiful question. How did these opinions that were brought down in the Gemara by Rav Shmuel, how did they know that when it says Batim, houses that Hashem created for them, it refers to Batei Keunau Leviyah, to be Kohanim Levim, or Malchus? How come there wasn't any opinion out there saying that HaKadosh Buchu granted them houses of Torah, houses of Talmidei Chachamim? He asked a similar question in the Pasuk in Tehillim, Kapitol Kuflam in Hay, Beis Yisrael, the house of Yisrael, Blessed Hashem, Bechuas Hashem. Beis Aroin, Blessed Hashem, Bechuas Hashem. Beis Alevi, the house of Levi, Bechuas Hashem. And then it says, Yirei Hashem, God-fearing Jews, bless Hashem. What happened to Beis Yirei Hashem? Shouldn't it be consistent, like the whole Pasuk? The house of the God-fearing Jews should bless Hashem? What's going on over here? And he answers the following, based on the following idea that the word Beis, house, is referring to something that will stay forever. Something that will stay for the Netzach, for Nitzchi, that goes from generation to generation through Yerusha. And hence, Beis Aaron makes sense because that represents the idea of Kehuna. Once you're a Kohen, the generations, Viter also Kohanim, same with Levi. However, he says that is something that is not correct about fearing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shamaim and Torah. That does not get passed over by inheritance. Just because your father was a Talmud Chacham or your father was a God-fearing Jew, that does not necessarily imply that you will continue that. As it says in Pirkei Avois, Perik Bet Mishnah Zayin, Make sure you do your best to learn Torah because that you're not going to get automatically just because your father was like that. And that's the same is true about the Midois, especially the Midois Viras Hashem. Like we said, that is a very fundamental oisoi. The most basic Midois is Iras Hashem. And that will help you ensure you get the high levels in all your Avodah Hashem. So we see Torah and Yiras Hashemayim is not something that's automatically passed on from generation to generation as opposed to Kahuna, Malchus, 
and Levia. And that's how Rav and Shmuel knew that the Batim Hashem promised the Mialdos, the midwives, were not Batei Teira and Ira Shamaim, but rather something that automatically lasts from generation to generation, which is being a Kohen or a Levi, or getting royalty, Malchus. Once we're on the topic, there's another Sifri, a famous Sifri in Parshas Koirach, that it says there's three crowns. One is Kesel Torah, the crown of Torah. One is the crown of Kehuna. And one is the crown of Malchus, of royalty. We know Kesel Kehuna was Aaron, was Zoychenet. Kesel of Malchus, David was, came and took it. But Kesel Torah is on purpose. HaKadosh Puch who left it, that anyone can grab it. Why? Because he didn't want people to say, I've had an opportunity to get the Kessel of royalty or the Kessel of Kuna, I would have come and get it, but I didn't have the chance. And hence, HaKadosh Buchu ensures that everyone can get an option, that opportunity to connect the Kessel Torah later on in that Midrash that explains that because all the Ksalim come from the Kes- from the Koyach of Kessel of Torah, Kessel of Torah, when you connect to the Kessel of Torah, then you achieve all the other crowns as well. And hence, who would want to miss out on this opportunity of doing whatever he can to connect to Torah? And the same idea is also true of Ba'ira Shamayim. Ad kana kafa alef. A kafa base might be a practical advice, also connected to the parsha. How can we reach this, these levels of connecting more to Yira Hashem and more to Torah? And this, the Mesila Sisharim says very clearly in Perik Base, Bevil Midas Hazehirus, he explains that a person needs to ensure to always take time out in the day, recalibrate where is he going in life. What is he trying to strive for? Is he spending the time in the right place? And for that, you need time. You need to allocate time for that. That is the most important project you have in this world, to ensure you're doing the right thing in this world. The problem is, especially in our generation, as we mentioned in the past, is that we have, we're running, we're chasing after our tails, no matter what it is. Everyone has so much on their plate to take care of that it's very difficult to do so. Even someone that's in Avreich and learning all day long, you're so engrossed in the learning, which is a good thing. But on the other hand, you have to ensure you're focused, not only in your learning, but, but working on your media, seeing what you're doing in life. Is that what Hashem wants you to do? If you don't have time to recalibrate, it's a bochel And this we can learn from Paul. There's many Sfarim Kedoshim that compare power to the Yetzirah. And the Mesila Sisham himself in Perik Beis says that just like Paroi wanted to ensure that Bnei Israel who are multiplying very fast, he wanted to make sure that they will not have time to think what they can do, because he was worried, as the Mesil Sisham says himself, they're going to gang up on him. And hence he said, I'm going to work, make them work so hard. All the laws were so, so brutal against them, draconian laws, so that they won't have a second to think. In the middle of the night, they can wake them up and make them do whatever they want. Because he was worried, if they had time to think, then they might gang up on him. As it says, <laughs> His kavana, power's kavana was to give them these draconian laws so they will, will not have in one second at all. <laughs> so they won't have time to think of a strategy to go up against him. And so too, says the Mesila Sisharim, the same is true with the Yetzirah. He tries to get us by what? By stealing time away from us, not giving us one second before you know it, the day is over, and you didn't manage to do what you really want to do, what life is all about. And the Heilige Gemara and Moed Koton, Dafei, 
It says, Whoever always weighs and does cheshbon nefesh, what did I do today? Which way am I going? And based on that, he puts them on a scale and sees, is this the right thing I'm doing or not? Let me recalibrate myself. Whoever does that, He'll be zoich and merit to see the Yeshua's that come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there's many more. And that's not enough. The Mesil Sisharim goes on to say a person also has to dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu because without Hashem's help, then it won't help you because the Yitzhar will still get you. So you have to, part of the Arshtadlus is aside from recalibrating and make sure we're going in the right path. It's also to dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The most important idea, I think, that comes out of here at the end of this part of the Mesil Sisharim, he says you have to use your mind. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us Das and Das, as we know, the Chazonish and others said, Das, using your mind to know and figure out what Hashem wants you to do, and to ensure you're going the right path, aside from, you need time to use your mind, to think about the project of life, where am I going? Of course you have to use your mind, it's not everything's going to be written in the Torah, it might be hinted to, but it's not going to be written in the Torah, you have to figure out on your own, what's right for you, what you and you can use your the tools Hashem gave you, a friend, a Rav, etc. No brain, no gain, that's what I want to call this, topic, because you have to use your brain that Kaddish gave you, to see and use the tools around you and the, the environmental conditions that for each person is different. If I'm not going to be for myself, who's going to be for me? I have to ensure that what I'm doing in life is the right thing for me. And we all fall and make mistakes, but we have to recalibrate. There's a person in this neighborhood, passed away in Lagba Oimel, a year and a half ago, a Bachur was only 14, 15, Chaim Rok was his name. And they look, after he passed away, they looked in all his belongings and they found this little notebook. A little pinkas that he wrote down. You see, he did Cheshbon Nefesh. What did I do wrong today? A 14-year-old kid. What did I do wrong? I still owe him 20 shekels and him. Mamish, you see that he knew where he was going and he worked on himself. But the idea is to always continue and grow. And I want to share with you another idea that the Chovos Alevavos brings down in Sha'al Cheshbon Nefesh. A person should do Cheshbon Nefesh and see, go far away from Avas Aulamazeh, from the love of this world, but rather he should be focused in the love of the world to come. And do your best to uproot the love of this world. Because why? Because a person is like a Kli, is a vessel. And in him he has an Avas, just like Avas Aulamazeh. The love of this world, the world, the havas of the world to come is mamish a contradiction. And he compares it to fire and water. They can't live together. So you better do your best to get rid. You should get rid of the love of the world, the, of this world and ensure you continue and upgrade the love you have for the world to come. He says it's impossible to make them both happy. It's like, and that's how we have to look at life. The question begs itself. What do you mean? As the Mesilas Yesharim himself says in a different parak, in, in, in Prishus, on the one hand, we're supposed to, the, the Yerushalmi says that a person, you'll be held accountable for if you don't enjoy this, this world. On the other hand, there's a big idea of refraining yourself from, from luxury in this world. So how do the two work together and how does it work with the Chavos HaLevavos I just mentioned with the fire and water? It seems like they don't go together. My Chavrusa, Baruch Shechter, wanted to tell me, a diuk that he saw, that we said, we didn't say a person shouldn't connect to this world. Because many times we said, Adarabba, you can use your enjoyment in this world and elevate it to a Makom of Kedusha for Avodah Hashem. 
but rather to just love this world, the pleasures in this world from themselves, not as a means, but as an end, that's, that's not matim. That's not. And that's why those two lo- loving this world, loving the world to come, it's not the same. It's, it, they can't go together. You have to love the world to come and realize you don't love this world, but you're using everything you have in these world, in this world, including pleasures and luxury, just as a hitimtsi, as a means to get to ilamaba, which obviously shows us that the love is to ilamaba, to get close to Kadushbuhu and work on ourselves all the time to get to a higher level. That's how we, the Mesil Seshan himself answers the contradiction. On the one hand, there is an idea of reaching very high levels and refraining for pleasures in this, in the world, in this world. On the other hand, a person will be held accountable for if he doesn't use the pleasures in this world. So how do they work together? Very easy. Like the Mesil Seshan says in Akdama, you should only use the pleasures in this world if it helps you to get close to Tamba, which can be for mitzvahs. It can be for, Getting closer to mix, getting closer to Kaddish Buhu. It could be to have you more koach to do chesed and to learn Torah. If you need, as I was told when I was a bachur many years ago, if you need that piece of chocolate and a, a glass of coke to help you learn better, then that's okay. Do it. That's what's on Hashem. And you'll be, and if you learn less well because of the, you did, because you refrained yourself from that piece of chocolate, titenazetadin, you'll be held accountable. A person always has to see where he's holding in life. And I want to end off with a, Moradeke idea that will help us perhaps digest this topic. There's a sefer called Shiure Das by who used to be the Rosh Hashiva of Tells in Europe before the war, Rav Yosef Bloch Zetzal. And in his sefer, he says that if you look at life at yourself, you can draw three circles, each one a small circle, then a bigger circle around it, we'll call it the middle circle, and then the bigger circle, which is which is on top of the middle circle. So you have a big circle, medium circle, and small circle. The inner circle is a small circle. The inner circle represents, of all the things, the pleasures in life, we'll call it, that are necessities, which for each person is a different level. But let's say everyone will agree there's basic food items we need for nourishment and water and, 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 and sleeping, etc., that in that, of course, a person will will if he doesn't. You he needs those to survive. Then there's a middle circle. That's a question mark. Do you really need them? I'm not sure. Maybe yes. That piece of chocolate is it really going to help me learn better or not? You're not sure. That's a question mark. We'll call it the middle circle. And the biggest circle is the luxury circle. Luxury is that you know you don't need, but you just go for the luxury. That. Biggest circle, you should stay away from those pleasures. Those pleasures are, that, those, that circle screams out, the love of this world. And that a person should refrain from that circle. What about the middle circle? That middle circle says a big chiddish, we can help us a lot. When the gadol says a big chiddish, it helps us a lot in this way, because it's lakula. And he says, because it's question, it's a questionable pleasure, if you need it or not, you don't have to think too much about it. You can automatically take it. Because Hashem doesn't want you before every little thing you do in this world to second guess yourself. Oh no, am I doing the right thing? Or am I not? That's a sickness. Hashem doesn't want you to live like that. Hashem wants you. You can just automatically do those things. So that piece of chocolate in our marshal, you can have it. But the idea over here is that we always want to continue growing and that will only happen if we set a time in our day on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, to see where we're heading, are we meeting our goals, where is our ship going to, is it going to the right, to, 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 to the right kivun that we want it to go to, or do we have to recalibrate, 
and change a couple degrees left, a couple degrees right. And we have to do our best to ensure that our small circle becomes smaller and smaller. Because the higher level a person reaches, the less pleasures he needs in this world. But that doesn't contradict the idea that any pleasure you have in this world that you use for your Avodah Hashem, and even if it means going on a small vacation with your family or with your wife, but if you do it with the Kavana, I'm doing it because I love Ma'ilam Abai and I know how important Shalom Bais is, then that's a Gevaldika thing. But a person always has to have his head on his shoulders, like we said, the Chelek HaChamishi Shel Shulchan to always see, am I doing the right thing? What? Have a good chance. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.